Ladies and gentlemen, from the beautiful Golden Horseshoe in Disneyland, California, we're proud to present the thrilling Golden Horseshoe Review. So, uh, what, is, what is Discovery Bay? Yeah, tell me a little bit about it. Yeah, tell us, Greg. Uh, okay, so Discovery Bay is a proposed theme land for Disneyland that Tony Baxter designed in 75, 76. Yeah, I've heard of that guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he was doing it, I think it was kind of like an, it doesn't clear to me yet, I think it was sort of an adjunct project to Big Thunder Mountain. He was already working on Big Thunder Mountain, and I think was thinking about, hey, we have more land back here, why don't we build more? And so it's he true. designed kind of a... Uh, a weird takeoff on San Francisco, like uh, uh, post-Gold Rush San Francisco, 1850-1880 era, where it would all sit there kind of on the northeast corner of the Rivers of America, and it was kind of a, a steampunky take on the on the Old West, where... So, go ahead. So it's sort of where Big Thunder Ranch is and uh, all points north and Exactly right, and it would yeah. probably would have even taken over some of uh, uh, what would have been Toontown. Toontown didn't exist yet, but it now might have here's the thing. That here's the thing. It seems like that space still exists and is and not really is not well, being used. well used. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, I, I mean, it seems to me that this could still one day perhaps yeah. exist if they really wanted it to. You know, I love me some barbecue and I like Big Thunder Ranch and all, but I would sacrifice that on the on the on the uh, the altar of Discovery Bay in a second to oh, yeah. get to get this thing. Yeah, I think there is enough space for it still. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, it was uh, the centerpiece, which is probably what actually killed it or came close to killing it, uh, was uh, a huge, huge attraction built around this movie called The Island at the Top of the World. Uh, that was launched in the in the mid seventies, and in this ride you would you would board uh, some sort of dirigible blimp, zeppelin, something, and fly the around. The Hyperion. Fantastic. Yes, and you would go you would go over the uh, polar ice caps and see animals and things. And then you go to some sort of fantasy world uh, where you'd see unicorns and things. It's it's if you look online you can see the full ride description. It's Is this kind a dark of bonkers. Ride? It's a dark ride. Yeah, it's sort of a simulator. Well. It's it, it's physically moving around, so it's not really a, a simulator. But Soaring? yeah, you would be looking down, you'd be flying and looking down from your gondola uh, to to the, the scenery below you. So they could make it with newer Soren tech. Yes, if they want to do it now, they could do it that way. But mm-hmm. like I said, I think it was DOA because the movie bombed. I think it's funny that Disneyland uh, really got the short end of the stick in the seventies, just because. Everything that Disney made bombed pretty much. It's true. So, so like everything that the Imagineers had on deck, they couldn't do, but just because feature animation screwed them over by making bad movies, and it's right. it's kind of it's kind of terrible because this sounds this to to this day this would still be popular. To the, today this would be way more popular because of how how um, popular steampunk is now. It would be it would be huge now. It, it actually might be the time to build it now. Whoa. Yeah, you could maybe make a case for that. I think there was also like a, a little Chinatown there, and uh, uh, actually, it's it's amazing how big the thing was that he proposed. I mean, they had this big, massive island on top of the world uh, ride, but it also had some sort of hot air balloon type ride. It had kind of a roller coaster that was built around the principles of magnetism and electricity. Fantastic. Um, a uh, uh, twenty thousand leagues under the sea restaurant and simulator. Uh, so it's, it's basically Tokyo Disney Sea plus 
uh, uh, Discoveryland and Paris just sort of slam together. Yeah, it's all yeah. that stuff. I mean, yeah, all these ideas were were probably floating around before this, and they didn't really die after this either. Yeah. So I did see some concept art of it, and the the hangar for the Hyperion is basically what they built in Paris. Yes, and uh, it's got the Nautilus in front of it, which is exactly also what mm-hmm. they built in Paris. So, so it's yes. great. It's great that they didn't just have to abandon everything. But I would still love them to do something like this. Yeah, for whatever reason, it just seems like it being done in Disneyland would be pretty fantastic because while there is space, it's not it's not forever amounts of space. So it would feel really dense, and I would love for a really dense land like that to exist inside of Disneyland. Yeah, it's like uh, a lot like Diagonale over at Universal, um, which is a very small par- portion of that park. You mean but diagonally? <laughs> yes, I mean diagonally. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, it would be a lot like that. Where you have this area that's so dense and so filled with detail, but in a tiny little portion of the park, it'd be great. I think I think it'd there's be, itty bitty little living space. Itty bitty living yeah. space. <laughs> there's something that bugs me a little bit about it, where I feel like it's it sort of brings in fantasy to a side of the park that is sort of more <laughs> frontier land yes, in New Orleans Greg Square, where it's a little more real. Please. What? Um, I was just saying, here comes Greg and yep, no fun, it, please. Yep, I always want to make things less fun. But um, oh, speaking of which, I heard a I heard a woman say, "Don't ever take your kids to Disneyland. Disneyland is not a place for kids." And I love it so much. Who well, would say that? What, from a certain what, point of view, what terrible experience did this woman have with her kids? All right, anyway, carry on. Anyway, no, it's not. A, it's not a big point. I I, I kind of want Frontierland to be. I see it as kind of a. It's close to Frontierland, even though it's not Frontierland. But part of me like feels like. Adding in steampunk, adding in fantasy feels like kind of a cheap, kind of a cheap way out. I guess I want I want to figure out a way to make Frontierland exciting and fun without adding supernatural elements or science fiction elements. And this kind of feels like a bit of a cop out to me in that regard. Well, that it's well, a minor gripe because it well, would be cool. It, it would look good. It, uh, Go ahead. Well, I mean, well, I just I guess for me, and I'll always I'll always be opposite of you on this opinion anyway, but. It just seems to me that Disneyland is a place for me to go where things exist that can't exist in the real world. And maybe, maybe, yeah, you can make a Frontierland that's super exciting, but I think it is already anyway. But, um, but this sort of thing couldn't ever exist ever anyway. So if it's going to exist anywhere, and I would love it to exist versus not exist, I would love for it to be there. Because it's kind of in that mindset, and I'd be it would be perfect for it. Yeah, we've had this discussion before, and I, you are definitely in the in, in that camp where you want to be things that don't exist. I, I I I get that, and I like that too. Part of me wants it to be an idealized real world as opposed to a, a out and out fantasy world. But isn't that all what steampunk was even supposed to be? Was an idealized future? Yeah, it was. It was left of center of what actually happened. Yeah, it was like a nearsighted, yeah. like you know, future ver- vision. Right. 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 That's kind of what it is. So I mean, like for for the future that never was, it's super appropriate. Yeah. So yeah, why do you I, I, so I why do you hate fun? Is why I'm at, is what I'm asking. <laughs> that, uh, I just don't like it. What I have to like fun? I have to like cool things and fun. Why do I have to be like that? Uh, no, I get I get why it's cool. Uh, I get why it's cool. I, I guess there's yeah. I don't know. I want to I want to think of something else for the area. 
I actually think that you could do an entire park in this style and in different aspects of this style of the future that never was, and you could execute that in stellar fashion. Do you call the whole park Tomorrowland? And then it's different. Well, and then and then each section of the park is a different kind of Tomorrowland. It's alternate universes. You could call you could call the whole thing Discovery Bay and just make the entire thing just like you know. This is a turn of the century look at this this slice of time that never happened. Um, I I would love that. I think you could could do that. Visions from the you know 1880s. Visions from the 1930s. Visions from the 1970s. Those could all be separate lands or even uh, be done distinctly. Or you could even do like if if uh, that certain country's empire did take over the world forever, what would it be like? You know, like Germany. Oh, if, yeah. if the like, Russians took over the world, or like if, an or entire the uh, speculative world. history. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. That's cool. I love really that. Neat. That would actually be a really interesting, just educational park. Almost, almost like a like a like a fanciful Epcot. Where what would the world you, be like? Uh huh. That's a good yeah. idea. Get get them on the phone. All right, I'm getting them on the horn right now. So this I'm part that will never happen in a million I'm gonna, years. I'm gonna sell them my great idea. I'll yeah. get I'll get that done. Yeah, that's great, Louis. But how do we put Aladdin in it? Oh, never mind them. <laughs> you can just put them in Morocco. No big deal. No one will care. <laughs> it's the Morocco that has lasers. That's right, the Morocco Laser Park. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this this was about the same uh, era as as Tony's Western River Expedition, isn't it? Well, that was more uh, Mark Davis that was oh, doing was Western R- River Expedition. Oh, I thought that was I thought that was Tony's thing. For I some don't reason. think so. I, okay. I, I think it's that well, it was more Mark Davis. I see. Okay, I could be wrong, but that's that's how I've seen it characterized before, and I, I th- it makes sense given that Mark Davis was more of a Pirates of the Caribbean type guy. You know, I think you're right because I remember that that basically they didn't know what to do, and and Tony was like, "I have this thing," and in his was his was Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, right? And they were like, "Okay, that is going to cost a hell of a lot less money than Western River, so let's build that instead." I think it, that's that's where I'm getting these two blurred. Right. Well, I, there was a point in time when they were planning on doing Western River Expedition intertwined with the Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. Uh-huh. I could be mistaken about that, but I think there was a point in time when they actually both were going to happen. Um, but then the uh, doing Pirates of the Caribbean in Florida kind of over kind of killed it because mm-hmm. that's what people wanted. They wanted to see the ride they had seen in California and heard heard so much about, and so yeah. that's what they built. And they had decided not to do that because uh, Florida already had tons of pirates, and they thought it wasn't. They popular. didn't think the Caribbean in New Orleans sounded exotic enough for Florida. Yeah. Which on paper makes sense. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, probably, you know, very possibly true, although they completely reversed themselves with DCA. Yeah. <laughs> they sure did. Yeah, they should have built that in Florida. It would have been much more popular. Makes more sense. Yeah. <laughs> they should have built Disney's Florida Adventure, which involves uh, zoning and uh, secretively buying land. <laughs> Soaring over Florida. Fascinating theme park. <laughs> Thank you.